You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBADraftJunkies.com. And today's episode is brought to you by Thursdays on Locked On NBA. Thursdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, your hosts, Jackson Gatling and Matt Moore, are telling you whose NBA stock is up, whose is down. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube. Or wherever you get your podcast, and this podcast I am recording, it is super early in the morning at the crack of dawn. It's like I'm starting it right now at five fifty. I normally have the podcast up a little, a little bit earlier. Um, I'm still a little tired from moving this weekend, and then I've been doing video projects. As far as I guess, like I'm a remote video coordinator for a team in the Puerto Rican Basketball League, which is known as the, as the BSN. And I feel like they play every other day. So it's a lot of work just breaking down the film. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired. I normally try to have the podcast done like the night before. And for whatever reasons, last night I, I had a lot of work to do and I could not think of a podcast. I was struggling. Anybody that works in the field of creating content or even podcasts, especially when you have a schedule, can probably relate that sometimes you just absolutely have nothing. Even if you're a teacher, you may not even have anything. Sometimes even if you're like a a basketball trainer, you may not even have a, a set of drills that you have planned for the day to challenge your players. So today was one of those days where I was struggling with coming up with some content that's not redundant. And I wanted to do something different. So I woke up at 5 and it hit me. I I was struggling coming up. Well, well I'll, I'll say it like this. Sometimes I try to stay away from the way too early mock drafts, at least on my end. And as far as like predicting the top 10 or top 15 picks, you know, months before the draft. Even though I did an episode on it last week. Um, but again, I was struggling for content, so I kind of went against my norm as far as like making the predictions for a top 10, um, you know, in August or, or September. So I wanted to go back and look at Bleach Report. I love reading their way too early mock drafts, and they usually come out sometimes in, I guess, right after the draft. And I love reading them, just kind of seeing what other people are, are seeing. I think, um, what they have at Bleach Report there, in my opinion, one of the best when it comes to predicting the, the mock drafts in, in the upcoming year. So I decided to go back for the last few drafts and just see how accurate they were. Not, not necessarily accurate as far as predicting the picks, but how many guys in the top 10 did they get correct. And for 2022, they have, this is the Bleach Report way too early top 10 they have chet holmgren from gonzaga number one number two paulo banchero who was headed to duke and number three they have jalen hardy who chose to play in the g league number four they have yannick sosa who is playing for a team in spain in, in malaga and number five you have jalen duran who's going to memphis 
Number six, A.J. Griffin from Duke. Number seven, you have Jabari Smith, who is heading to Auburn. And number eight, you have Caleb Houston, who will be playing for Juwan Howard at Michigan. Number nine, you got Patrick Baldwin, who chose to stay home and play for his dad at Milwaukee. And number 10, you have Matthew Cleveland, who is going to Florida State. And I just noticed that we have a Houston and Cleveland in the top 10. And, of course, you would not have a draft without multiple Jalens or even a Jaden. So last year we had Jalen Suggs, Jalen Johnson, and this year, of course, we got to have another Jalen, Jalen Duran. So I am curious to see at this time next year how Bleach Report's 2022 way-too-early mock draft looks as, as far as or actually just revising or, or going back and looking and seeing how accurate they were. So I decided to just go back, and, and I'm not going to go all the way back, but I'm going to go back until 2018 and, and read their way-too-early mock NBA draft. So back in 2018, Bleach, according to Bleach Report, and I believe the title of the article was Can Anybody Pass Michael Porter Jr.? They thought he was a, a, a guaranteed lock to be number one, which, you know, he has some injuries. I still don't think even if he were healthy, he would have been the number one pick in that draft or, or, or the best NBA prospect. I was on board with Luka Doncic at, at the time. But in 2018, they had Michael Porter Jr., number one, DeAndre Ayton, number two, Mo Bamba, number three, Luka Doncic, number four, Miles Bridges, number five, number six was Robert Williams, number seven, Colin Sexton, number eight, Wendell Carter, Number nine, Jaron Jackson. And number 10, Hamadou Diallo. All right, that was their way too early predictions. How the draft ended up playing out was DeAndre Ayton with number one, Marvin Bagley with number two. And to be fair, I think at the time when they published the article, Marvin Bagley was still in high school and he had not reclassified yet because Bagley would have definitely been in their top 10 if he, if he had a. You know, if they thought he was going to be in that particular draft class. Number three, they had Luka Doncic. Number four, Jaron Jackson. Number five, Jaron Jackson Jr. I know some people love to have the junior or they want the junior under their names. No disrespect to the father. At number five, they had Trey Young. Number six, Mo Bamba. Number seven, Wendell Carter. Eight, Colin Sexton. Nine, Kevin Knox. And number 10 was Mikel, Mikel Bridges. So according to this... They have six of the top ten correct. Trey Young obviously was the biggest omission. I mean, we're talking about an all-star, a guy that led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals, a guy that has put up like 25 points per game and is one of the best passers in the league. So that was, you know, a major omission. But I, I will honestly say that a lot of people, including myself, did not have Trey Young as a top five pick I thought he was too small I thought his shot was too low as far as his release I thought that he would need a lot of freedom and I didn't know if he would get the same freedom that he had at Oklahoma in the NBA which I was totally wrong and actually you know what I got a funny Trey Young story I don't know if I've told it here before one day I was playing basketball with um I used to train some kids and I was playing basketball at this gym in in Dallas and um 
So we're playing, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's just play two on two. So I see this really skinny kid down at the other end of the floor, and um, I say, hey man, you want to come down here and play two on two? And he says, yeah. So we play two on two, and I, I want to say the, the the kid that I was training was probably he may have been going into his senior year of high school, and the kid on the other end of the floor was probably in an eighth grader, maybe ninth grade. I don't know. So we're playing two on two, and the kid that I'm training is getting torched. I mean, we're we're like literally losing. I, I want to say the first game we lost like ten one, second game ten two. So me, I'm like, man, you know what? Switch. I, I I got him. And then I I could score, but if I missed, I couldn't stop. You know, the, the random kid that I that I picked, uh, who's down at the other end of the basket. He was shooting from deep. He was too herky-jerky. He was just really, really crafty, putting the ball in the basket. He couldn't stop me from scoring, but if I missed, I had no way of stopping him because I was thinking, like, all right, if I stay at a certain distance, I can time his shot because his release is low, but he kept shooting from deep. So, you know, I want to say we probably played, like, 10 games. And the reason why we got in 10 games is because the games are going so fast because – we literally lose, right? And so, um, and actually, uh, the the kid I was training, he had a younger brother that was on the other team. Fast forward to draft night 2018, the kid that I'm training sends me a text, and he's like, well, at least you know that day we lost, it was to a top five pick. And I said, what do you mean? And I thought about it, and I said, oh, my God, that was Trey Young. So I said all that to say this, Trey Young has been underestimated Probably his whole life. I know he likes to play this underdog role, even though, you know, he was like a highly recruited prospect. But everybody, based off of his, like, physical stature and, and, you know, for whatever reason, has doubted him. And so it's funny that I can share this story now because I don't feel too bad because I was definitely embarrassed when I was, you know, trying to – I wasn't necessarily talking trash, but basically, like – you know, I, I got him. I could stop him from scoring, and I couldn't do any any better than, than my teammate. So that is my Trey Young story. All right, when we return, I want to talk about the 2019 way too early mock drafts. Quick question. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you watch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're also trying to watch sports highlights on your phone and You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. But I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Of course, you have to have a compatible device. All right, once again, you're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, and I am going over the way to early mock drafts from Bleach Report. 
So I forgot to mention that in 2018, I mentioned the top 10. They got six out of 10 right. And the picks that they got wrong that fell outside of the top 10, obviously Michael Porter Jr. fell to 14 because he played maybe two games, if I remember correctly. Uh, Miles Bridges, they had Miles Bridges going number five. He fell to number 12. Robert Williams at number six. He ended up being selected at 27. And then the biggest mistake they made was Hamadou Diallo, who ended up falling to number 45. So just shows how difficult predicting these mock drafts are when you had Hamadou Diallo, who was projected to be drafted ahead of Trey Young. All right, 2019, that was the year everyone thought R.J. Barrett was hands down the best player. And I, I will admit, he was, in my opinion, from what I saw, the best high school player. I had a chance to watch him at the under... 19s in 2017 it was in Egypt and he absolutely destroyed Team USA so in my opinion I just thought that he was a lock to go number one and number two Bleach Report had Nazir Little go number two number three Cam Reddish number four Zion Williamson number five was Romeo Lankford six Sekou Dumbuya seven Quentin Grimes eight Keldon Johnson nine Jalen Horde and ten was DeAndre Hunter and how the draft went was Zion Williams went number one, which was clear after maybe like the first game of the year that Zion was going to be the best player in, in this particular class. Number two was Ja Morant. Again, this is a guy that came out of nowhere. Uh, R.J. Barrett ended up going number three. DeAndre Hunter, four. Darius Garland, number five. I think Darius Garland only played like seven games that year. He had a broken foot, if I'm not mistaken. Jared Culver had a strong sophomore year, went number six. Kobe White was selected number seven. Then you had Jackson Hayes at eight, Rui Hachimera at nine, and Cam Reddish at number 10. So in this particular class, they got four out of the top 10 correct. Nazir Little ended up falling to number 25, Romeo Langford 14, Dumbuya 15. Quentin Grimes was undrafted. He didn't get selected until 2021. Yeah, Keldon Johnson, who was drafted by San Antonio. Well, I don't know if you know if he was actually drafted by San Antonio, but he went number 29. Jalen Horde, who they had going number nine, was undrafted. So, again, this is a, a crapshoot. You, you just never know how this is going to end up, which is the reason why I'm doing this podcast, because I'm really, really curious to see what happens with 2022 most mock drafts that I see are pretty consistent with their top 10. All right, so now let's go to 2020. All right, Anthony Edwards, number one. Cole Anthony, number two. RJ Hampton was projected number three. Denny Avdi at four. James Wiseman at five. Teo Maladon at number six. LaMelo Ball at number seven. Number eight, Killian Hayes. Number nine, Nico Mannion. And number 10, Matthew Hurt. And how the draft actually went was Anthony Edwards went number one. James Wiseman went number two. LaMelo Ball went number three, who many would say that he should have went number one. Or definitely at least number two at the minimum. Yeah, Patrick Williams, the big surprise there, who went number four. Isaac Okoro, five. Onyeka Okongwu, six. Killian Hayes, seven. Obi Toppin, Number eight, Denny Avdia, number nine, and Jalen Smith, number 10. So in 2020, 
they got five out of ten correct and i mean with the, with this particular draft let's actually let's talk about the guys that that where they went that they thought were going number 10 cole anthony went number 15 so he fell 13 slots according to their way to early mock draft rj hampton who is ironically cole anthony's teammate now in orlando fell to number 24 and I had mentioned in, I, I, I don't know if it was my last podcast or the podcast before, about uh, Usman Jang, who is going to play for the New Zealand Breakers. And I was just wondering, like, could he end up in the same situation as, as RJ? I mean, of course, the same thing can happen in college. You can, obviously, you know, it's happened here. You can be projected as a top five pick and go to the wrong school or the wrong situation and it hurts your draft stock. But I, I, I would not be too surprised if Jang ends up in a similar situation as R.J. Hampton is two guys that probably play best with the ball in their hands. And when R.J. went to New Zealand, he was pretty much standing in the corner being used like P.J. Tucker. And so um, I wonder if, if hopefully Jang doesn't have uh, a similar season in a sense because it definitely hurt RJ's draft stock. All right. Then at number six, Tail Maladon was projected to go number six. He ended up going to 34, which he had a, a pretty good rookie year. And then number nine was Nico Mannion, and he ended up falling to 48. So, again, it can happen, like the same thing I just mentioned with Usman Jang. It can definitely happen in college. Mannion fell, I mean, what, almost 40 spots where he was projected. And as of today, he is not in the NBA. And actually, you know what? I, I saw the pictures. Actually, a friend of mine plays for Virtus Bologna. So I, I kind of knew in advance. But I saw the pictures. And, man, prayers up to Nico Mannion. Hopefully he has a, a speedy recovery and that he can play this season. I, I read that. He had a, a stomach virus that he caught at the Olympics. And just the picture that I saw on the Internet, he looks like he lost 30 to 40 pounds. So hopefully he can get his health back right. Hopefully this is just a, a, a minor setback. And I was just talking about somebody who just, what, two years ago was a projected top 10 pick. And for him to have a... He had a decent freshman year, but to see his stock fall to where he fell out of the first round, late second round, played a year in the G League, and I thought he played well. And then he's out of the NBA, and which is already a struggle, especially when you've been projected to go where he's where he's at. He's out of the NBA early, and then not only that, after having a you know a strong showing this summer, he ends up getting a, a virus. So. You know, prayers up and, and my thoughts out to, to Nico Mayan because I, I, I imagine this has been a difficult couple of years for him. And then Matt Hurt, who was projected to go top 10, and he was not selected. So that just shows how, how difficult it is. So Bleacher Report got five out of the top 10 correct in 2020. All right, when we return, we'll do the 2021 NBA draft. All right, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, which I hope that you have, but if not, and you're a new listener, then I have to tell you about Built Bar. You guys that have been listening know how I feel about Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's the best tasting because it tastes just like a candy bar. 
it has a lot of different flavors. There's something for everyone. So when you talk about a person like myself that's a Built Bar fan, we love to talk about our favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, there's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and also German chocolate. I'm still eating the box that I received from the live draft show. And it has a lot of the salted caramel in there. But that's that's the flavor that I've been eating at least twice a day. I still have about 20 left. So that's how big the the box was. But the reason I love it is because, like I said, it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It has 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 or 5 grams net carbs. It's amazing flavors. All tasty, all healthy. Order today, you can get your grasshopper cookie or your raspberry, whatever you like. And Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Next, let's talk about BetOnline, which is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action before the next pitch. Go over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for their runs for the playoffs and even... Your teams are preparing for the start of football season. I'm a Bengals fan and, um, you know, football, Bengals, playoffs. I don't know if those words usually go together. But head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and the promo code is locked on. All right, and wrapping up this episode, let's talk about 2021. Bleach Report in their way to early mock draft had Kate Cunningham, number one, BJ Boston, number two, Jalen Green, number three, Evan Mobley, four, Keon Johnson, five, Zaire Williams, six, Jalen Suggs, seven, Jonathan Kaminga, eight, Jalen Johnson, 20, and Moses Moody, number 10. And how the draft actually went. You had Kate Cunningham with number one, Jalen Green, number two, Evan Mobley, three, Scotty Barnes went number four, Jalen Suggs, five, Josh Giddy six, Jonathan Kaminga, seven, Franz Wagner, number eight, Davion Mitchell, number nine, and Zaire Williams, number 10. So they got six out of the 10 picks correct. BJ Boston went from projected to go number two to falling down to 51, while Keon Johnson uh, was projected top five. He ended up going 21. Jalen Johnson fell to number 20. And Moses Moody dropped to number 14. Now, this is something that I've mentioned quite a bit on my podcast. And I had this conversation with a a player that was a McDonald's All-American. This uh, And, well, he they, there wasn't a game. But someone that is highly recruited and he's projected to be drafted in 2022. And we, we had a conversation about... B.J. Boston and Zaire Williams, how they both were projected to go high in the draft. Both had less than spectacular freshman seasons, but only one was penalized for it, and that was B.J. Boston. And this is something that I've been saying for for a while. Um, 
that I, I just there's no way to me that Zaire Williams played well enough to be a top ten pick. Again, I know that there were some obstacles that he dealt with from injuries to Stanford situation with COVID to some some family deaths, but it just seems like he was given the benefit of the doubt while B.J. Boston wasn't. And then even if you look at Summer League, I can't sit here and say that, you know, Zaire Williams was, what, 41 places or 41 picks better than, than B.J. Boston. So that is something I'm going to be keeping track of, you know, throughout throughout the years as to is there really that big of a difference and why was Zaire Williams given the, the benefit of the doubt over – over BJ Boston. They got six out of ten correct as far as twenty twenty one. The biggest players that were left off their list was obviously Scotty Barnes, who ended up going number four. Josh Giddy, who went number six, who had a obviously a strong year. I mean he was on NBA Scouts radars and I think he was projected as a first round pick. I don't even know if he was projected as a top six pick coming into draft night so the thunder definitely wanted him so i really want to see what the thunder are going to do with Teo maladon and josh giddy and shea gilgis alexander and then franz wagner was left off the list he went number eight davion mitchell who had a strong super strong uh season in which you know baylor won the national championship was off the list so again this is tough and and like I said, Bleach Report does good work, and since 2018, their best year was predicting six out of the ten top ten picks. And so, like I said, I'm very, very curious to see which of the guys that they have in 2022. And I'll go over the names again. Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, Jaden Harding, Yannick Sosa, Jalen Duran, A.J. Griffin, Jabari Smith, Caleb Houston, Patrick Baldwin, and Matthew Cleveland. I want to know which one of these guys do you believe could fall out of the top 10? Send me a message. My DMs are open now. I don't know why they hadn't been open, but you can send me a message on Twitter, B-A-R-L-O-W-E-500. That is my name on Twitter. And send me a message and let me know which picks do you think out of all the guys that I mentioned for 22, which guys do you think can fall out of the top 10? And also, which player do you think could move up into the top 10 like who could be this year's Patrick Williams or Kobe White or Scotty Barnes or Josh Giddy so let me know thanks again for listening to Locked on NBA Draft this is again your host Rafael Barlow want to talk to you about Locked on Bets before I leave betting online or I'm sorry betting on the team League sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies. And I am out.